and uplifting podcast discussing relevant topics that you can master to become a better you. So today we'll be discussing how taking care of yourself is to take care of business. Yes, indeed. We are taking care of business today. And we want to start off today's session by talking and exploring further this quote. And it's by Narayana Murthy. It says, love your job but never fall in love with your company because you never know when the company stops loving you. That's actually quite true, Tynesha, because some people don't understand that you can actually love your job too much. True. Yes, indeed, that's true. And let's explore further and talk about the whole concept of job commitment because it may seem like a strange word in today's context, especially with the millennials and the Generation Z. You know, there's so many opportunities and challenges out there. So the idea of one job for your entire life really seems to be something that's extinct. And it appears like a context of the past and it doesn't seem to hold relevance anymore. So on that note, let's talk further about job commitment. What does that really mean? Does it mean that you're willing to give your heart and soul to a company? Or does it mean that you are in love with the idea of the job? And how committed are you to the job? To what extent would you go for the job? And what sacrifices are you willing to make? Does it reward you sufficiently for the hard work? Do you have adequate career progression? These are all questions that come and pop into your head when we think about the concept of job commitment. And in all fairness, it's things that we at some point in our careers that we really need to stop and think about because no one else is going to do it for us. Yes, Tanisha. You know, it reminds me of a a research I was reading and it said that how cognitive behavior research um, basically found out that there is a thing that's becoming too attached to our jobs, even to the point where they take over our identities. Hmm. Quite interesting. And another area too, moving on from that point as well, is the whole concept of selfless sacrifice. There's really no such thing anymore as selfless sacrifice, especially when it comes to company. And here are some points and some things to consider. So a job provides us with an opportunity to run our profession, to run our careers. And it's great to fall in love with what you do for a living because we spend eight hours we spend a good part of our life doing our jobs but here's a spin and here's a twist and here's something that we always need to remember for a company we are really assets we're a valuable resource and apart from that speaking purely from a business sense it really doesn't mean anything more and at times you can also become a liability for a company and that becomes true when you hear more about cases of redundancy 
outsourcing and hiring freezes. Mm -hmm. So it's a practical world out there. And the purpose of a business or a company is to serve its clients. So although it may like to take care of its company, sometimes you're afraid, you know, and on our own, sometimes when we think about the concept and the idea that you could potentially lose your job, you know, everything, things are changing so much in our global economy. There are lots of mergers and acquisitions taking place, especially in the Caribbean. A lot of Latin American, Canadian companies are taking over. Mm -hmm. So you really have to remember to follow your passion, follow your dreams, you know, fall in love with the job, love what you do, and always be willing to explore other opportunities and look for other companies that can help you to fulfill your dreams. I agree, Tanisha. And a spin-off of that is also recognizing that you are actually more than your job. While we want to do something that we love, we have to ask ourselves the question, honestly, who are we outside our nine to five? And this is a question we need to answer to understand how to build healthier relationships to our work. Now, we all know there's dangers um, in attaching ourselves too closely to our job so much so that if you lose your job, Sometimes it's like you're losing your identity. Um, sometimes, you know, bosses quit, employees get laid off, companies shut down. But when your job becomes your entire identity, rejections about your work projects feel like a rejection to your entire being. And that's true sometimes because some people can't separate personal from professional. So sometimes let's say in a meeting and, and you uh, give a point and the point may be... Um, contradictory to what the project leader wants to say sometimes they don't take it in a professional light they feel like you're basically attacking them as a person and not professionally and and that's when you have to realize you have to take a step back from the job because the job is kind of taking over you and you also need to redefine what success can mean for you outside of your accomplishments and titles so if you take away all of your accolades at work and and this award and that quarterly award, who is the individual outside of where are you focusing on that individual? Or are you so focused on creating the image of the work, the work image of you? That's an excellent point, Mark. You, you never, you basically were saying, don't lose yourself in the midst of what it all. Yep. Mm -hmm. Always keep focus on your goals, your dreams, pursuing your passions, right? Yep. Very good point. And there's another quote that's been going around on LinkedIn. I actually shared it on my LinkedIn profile. And it says, never get so busy making a living that you forget to make a life. Mm. And, you know, there's a, a, a pictorial there provided surrounding the quote. And it says, what I thought would make me productive, hard work. But what actually does is hard work, yes, time off, sleep, healthy eating, and exercise mm -hmm. so it's about creating that balance in your life yeah i know right now we're in a, a healthy push tanisha yes we are we said we're gonna be healthy for the month of march healthy for um, the rest of our lives yeah, yeah, the journey of a thousand miles begin with one step yeah, all right. <laughs> but you made an interesting point there and that that leads me into another point i wanted to make and that is being able to protect your time um, you know, too many of us feel that hard work means we have to be the first person in office and the last person to take off your lights. And that's not true. We have to also protect our time. And as you said, um, I saw it when you shared it and I thought it was so well. I actually shared it on my LinkedIn as well. 
which is says basically a balanced employee is going to be a better employee and we need to protect our time off for example so it's so easy for us to say well i'll work late today and that today becomes every day and i'll come in early to get stuff done and that becomes every day so no longer is your time protected but you know we spoke about last time about purposely setting us, us a schedule and saying well this is my time and i want to spend my time playing music or doing something that we love and we were talking about that rule in the last episode but we also need to protect our time off you know sometimes when the boss says can you come in and work on the weekend your your response should never be yes i can always work on weekends because that that's only going to take you so far now there was a 2014 study that was pushed out which basically said that charged emotions like too much happiness or negativity can compromise our ability to think clearly and it found that people who were in a neutral mood significantly outperformed people who were either very positive or very negative now when i read this study i was surprised because i'm saying i figured those who were happy happiest at work were the ones who performed better but this study in the 2014 basically said no those who were on either end of the spectrum whether they were too happy or too sad or too depressed or too angry didn't perform well it was actually the persons who came in there with a very neutral attitude you know they were there to work they came in they worked and they left they didn't let moods or anything uh, sway them yeah very good point and to expand further what you said not only just a better employee is a better uh, is a balanced employee but a, a better person mm-hmm. is more balanced yep um i i think if i reflect on my career journey i think when you're young unattached no kids no husband no mm-hmm. family commitments i think we tend to say yes because you know you're happy you want to show you're eager you're young you want to move up you think about your progression you think about impressing you know your boss those kind of things are things that come to mind. So you're always willing to go that extra mile. You don't have that many commitments. But when you get older and you get those commitments and you have a family and your whole perspective changes, your whole, your goals, your focus changes. So then that's where then you step back and you try to set standards and you set boundaries where you recognize that, you know, I can't neglect my family for work always there will be some times where you have to say yes because based on your commitment you don't want to jeopardize your career mm-hmm. but you also have to be able to set boundaries so that your boss and your company realizes you know what this employee values their family and are not willing to neglect their family people actually respect you for that sometimes you know you may question whether or not it may be a good decision but never neglect family over work or you know, there's sometimes you may have to, but never let work become the priority. It's all about balance. I think that that's the key point there. I agree because, I mean, I previously would have held uh, previous jobs in, in our same financial institution that we work at. And uh, one of them, I, I did incident management. Now, you can appreciate incident management is a job that you don't schedule when an incident is going to happen in the banking industry. And that was a job, I think, um, the family felt it, and you felt it, Tanisha, where sometimes it was so demanding and the expectation was that, okay, when I when, when, when something happens, you need to respond quickly. And I found that it kind of took the human nature away from me and I became more robotic. Anytime there was an issue, I was always there to help, always there to get a call. And, and 
what to me really uh, drove it home was when I would get calls on Sundays and and we worship on Sundays and sometimes I am playing on the on the platform sometimes I'm actually preaching and imagine now I'm I'm there at church and I get a work call it's like wow where's the work-life balance there it's just it just switches from uh, church and, and religion straight into work mode and sometimes I remember I had to cancel uh, family appointments if it was that the the kids wanted to go see a movie and you know daddy got a call daddy can't go um, so we definitely have to protect our time off um, even more importantly we have to schedule your time out um, we are less likely to break a date with ourselves if it is a stand-in day and what that basically means is if Sunday is your day to worship or your day to rest and you say well between 8 o'clock on Sundays till after lunch I will not do any work I'm just gonna go worship I'm, you know I'm gonna spend quality time I'm gonna meditate you know I'm gonna do this activity every Sunday just block it out and that is your time and protect your time so that if you know something pops up and it's and it really can wait just you know we can just say it to our bosses or our workplaces okay I'll get it done but right now I'm busy uh, you know I'll, I'll get it done just let me get this other item out of the way first and then I'll respond to you yeah I agree and another point that comes home too is um, the whole drive around whether or not money makes us happy because the whole example that you just used with regards to the incident management rule it was extremely demanding I mean two o'clock three o'clock oh yeah it, it messes up your whole sleep schedule your pattern mm-hmm. you were very tired very exhausted during that period and yep. you have to try to recuperate so it's very demanding but then for a younger person with no commitments i mean it doesn't bother them because it's money that drives them because with the incident management being on call you get extra money Agreed, and yeah. then mm-hmm. you know if you work on bank holidays on weekends it's even like double or one and a half so that drives them but then now you're in a different phase of your life where you know you want to have that balance and you have family you have other commitments so it i think sometimes it depends on where you are at in your career in your life um but at the end of the day it's all about creating balance and it also proves that money doesn't always just make you happy agree but i also think that we're talking about balance but I want to bring it back home that we're also talking about taking care of ourselves. Agreed. Um, because, yes, we can have balance. But I'm, I'm one of your examples you said is sleeping uh, creates sleeping, you know, a couple of six to seven hours, maybe even eight hours creates a balanced individual. Um, going to the gym, exercising, all of those things create a balanced individual. I don't only want us to think that balance means you have a work life and you have maybe a church life or something else. But balance really means, like it says, it means a balance. It means a little bit of everything. Um, so make sure, you know, exercise is good. I love to run. Um, Tanisha doesn't like to run. She no, walks. <laughs> she walks. But you have to get some aspect of exercise, whether or not it's walking, it's running, it's going to the gym. Um, I know it's not practical for some of us to eat healthy all the time. Sometimes you can choose a salad instead of choosing some fries and a and a Big Mac, <laughs> uh, you know, our weakness is onion rings here in uh, this household. So we get onion rings and everybody wants onion rings or some wings or some pizza. And right now, like I said, we just started eating a little healthy for March and we are seeing pizzas floating around in the and heavens brownies. and brownies. And you know, it's so and funny. You know, it's so funny when you decide to eat clean, 
everything that is food oriented <laughs> jumps out at the view. Yes, but we digress. <laughs> <laughs> We're just talking about taking care of yourself and, yeah. and how important that is to be a, a overall a better contributor to your business. Correct. And also, so w- moving on from your point as well. So we talked about feeding your emotional side, the spiritual side, the physical side, having good mental health, having good financial health. It's about your whole being, your whole self, and making sure that you are taking care of every aspect of you. Prioritize you. I know we just came out of February, and there was there were a lot of posts on Instagram about self-love and some of the tips you know take take one day to go and have breakfast take one day spend time alone take one day to have lunch with your friends take one day 24 hours of no social media so it's all about creating healthy habits and building a better and becoming a better you agree agree um and i think sometimes people you know repost these things on instagram but i don't think they're really think it through when they say self-love it doesn't mean spoiling yourself per se self-love basically means appreciating yourself where you are it doesn't mean that hey look self-love means i'm just gonna go and do some retail therapy on myself here self-love means taking care of yourself it doesn't mean spoiling yourself and tanisha's looking at me very oddly there's nothing wrong with spoiling well, yourself but i don't spoiling. agree with your point but especially as ladies we like to spoil ourselves yeah you do a good job of spoiling yourself <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i just want us to, to understand that self really is appreciating yourself taking care of yourself you know we only have one body here we don't want to do any any serious damage to it we don't want to harm ourselves in any way and i don't think we would knowingly harm ourselves but sometimes we 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 do harm ourselves like for example what we eat and up to today i was telling you tanisha we are what we eat we are indeed so if we keep eating junk and fast food i mean i mean that's what you're putting you're you're burning that as fuel that's fueling your mind your brain your thought process everything we don't want to make a decision now that we may regret later yeah agreed so let's focus on taking care of ourselves so that we take care of business. Yep. So another part I want to mention, Tanisha, is that we also need to set boundaries with our energy. Now, you, I was reading up on this and, and it was very interesting how this article talked about energy vampires that lurk in every office. Now, what's an energy vampire? But stopping them starts with identifying what tasks and people drain you. Now, we all know that person in the office that just every time they talk to you, it is just a complete drain and drag. But we have to understand who these people are and what these tasks are so we can avoid them and set aside time to refuel and recharge. And not enough of us set these boundaries. Now, the Harvard Business Review argues that too many employers and employees are in contract of mutually assured destruction Oh, that's really intense wordage right there. To extract as much energy from each other as quickly as possible. Now, it talks about introducing breaks to get up from your desk, talk with colleagues, or do energizing activities can break these destructive patterns. Now, what that basically means is actually kind of saying that that cooler talk is actually very healthy. You know, sometimes we sit at our desk and sometimes I get really busy signing off documents and sending emails and it's, Starts at 10 and by 1 o'clock, I haven't moved. 
Now, this is what it talks about is draining tasks, energy vampires. That that really takes a drain on you psychologically, mentally, and physically sitting down there. I don't think we were created to sit down in one location for three, four hours and then all of a sudden get up. That's why many of us in the offices have uh, back pains and shoulder pains and neck pains because it's not a natural position. And this this cooler cooler talk is actually very healthy because sometimes these social people kind of minimize the socialization aspect in the workplace and think some people think that it's a distraction but we need to not see it as a distraction but we need to see it as a, a an energizing break sometimes getting up going to the water cooler going for coffee going in the kitchenette areas and you have some coffee and you usually chat with a colleague about something that happened in the weekend maybe a dress Maybe a show on TV, a series on Netflix, you know, just something to catch up on to, to take away from the mundane task or the activities that we have. But like I said, the Harvard Business Review calls it energy vampires. So but then to recharge themselves, individuals then need to recognize the cost of energy depleting behaviors and then take responsibility for changing them. So, for example, if you think that you every single day at 11 o'clock, you check your emails for one hour and respond. And then you find that at the end of that one hour, you find yourself so depleted, so tired, so drained. Then we need to change that behavior while in office. Do break it up. Do a half an hour responding and then do another activity. Maybe then go uh, and then do something else. Um, but yeah, we definitely have to set our bodies with our energy to ensure that we have something to ensure that we're protecting ourselves while in office, especially from those co-workers who we know want to talk for 15 minutes about their weekend and then we're just out there listening. <laughs> yes, indeed. And um, just to wrap up a bit then on the topic, I just wanted to think about a couple of these questions because it's really about becoming a better you and the focus then is on us and looking inward. So with the things that we've discussed above, things that we've spoken about earlier, do you want to stay with a company just because you like it or does it meet your goals? Remember that a company is not really doing you any favor. You're providing a service and you're being paid for it. So the, although loyalty is a good thing, there is a better gain in loyalty to yourself. Who would you rather fall in love with? There are multiple avenues to do a similar job. A company is just a company in the end. It is you who needs to be satisfied. Okay, that's a, a very good way to bring that to topic to a close. So, taking care of yourself is to take care of business. All right, so now we're at our segment for Around the World. So, Tanisha, what major topics do we have? I mean, right now, the coronavirus is just taking over everything yeah um the media is doing a good job in helping to create the panic um it's it's crazy um yeah, it is. it's widespread it's even um the cdc has warned in the u.s you know to prepare and obviously you know once it goes u.s then it's everywhere. Yeah. Caribbean is eventually going to get it. I mean, it's one of those things where you know it's going to eventually happen. But, I mean, I take comfort in the fact that um, a lot of, they're not, even though there's so many people, thousands of people infected, the deaths are fairly low and it's mainly 
for persons who have um, predisposed conditions. Right, they're really young or really old, yeah. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of information on the internet. A lot of people are sharing, you know, things that we can do to help prevent catching the virus. There's a lot of explanation on what the virus um, is about and how we can protect ourselves. I think the main concern for me is that, you know, there's no... There's no vaccine. There's nothing. I, I mean, did see there was the testing. Work, there so. was testing. I saw they had that. They're doing a first test, uh, human test yes. shortly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's good. But like you yeah. said, this thing is really widespread. I mean, this week um, we heard of the first death in the U.S. soil. Um, and like I said, there, there's been scares in Queens. I've heard com- uh, some reports in the Caribbean and Dominican Republic um, that it's there's some some confirmed cases of it now. But you know this is something that we can't hide from we are basically a global global world now <laughs> thanks to uh, air air transportation we can fly from china to los angeles and you know and, and the thing is it's it's not so readily um discoverable meaning that somebody could have the virus but show no symptoms of having a flu like symptoms no fever and then they get in through the air, airport and you know after two or three days later then they start to show symptoms so this is something where you you can prepare only so much for. I, I also read some articles saying that how persons in the U.S. were buying up masks and <laughs> different governments have been asking persons to let <laughs> don't buy up all the masks. Let's leave it for the actual hospitals and uh, health workers to buy the masks. So, I mean, for some people, it will cause a panic. It will cause a frenzy. But you know what? If it's to be, it will be. If it's your time, it's your time. At the end of the day, life still goes on. But we still have to be safe. We have to use our wisdom. Um, as I think I said, we, we talked about this last time and we talked about, you know, sometimes the best um, the best prevention is just regular cleanliness. Just make sure you wash your hands, keep your mouth when you're coughing, somebody's coughing, you know, take a step back. Um, but yeah, but I, I do wish all of our listeners a, a safe time out there. I know some places like uh, um, some countries have, like Japan has actually canceled school uh, to try to eliminate the spread. So our prayers continue to go up for those affected by the coronavirus and we pray that those who are you know worried about it that they will have peace of mind and they'll be safe as they go amen yep i uh, just uh, the second topic though i want to talk about briefly and and i don't know if you could speak on this one tanisha but um i know last time we spoke about death of kobe bryant um i actually started to look at the the funeral life and oh boy was that that was a funeral. They had roses for every point he scored. They had wonderful tributes by Shaq. It was really um, a momentous occasion on the 24th of February. Um, they had a, a, a final, uh, I guess you could say a send-off, a farewell, because um, I believe he would have been buried in a private ceremony. Um, but yeah, so the world is now coming to grips with his loss, and you know they're moving on. And um, life goes on a nasty thing sometimes. And I can also tie this into this um, taking care of yourself, take care of business, because sometimes we don't understand that if we do a job, the day we stop doing our job, it, people will remember us, they will mourn, they will feel our loss, but it's only a marathon before we're replaced by somebody who can do our job, sometimes maybe even better. So because of that, we need to understand our importance and our value is on our health and that taking care of ourselves is more important than taking care of our business. Excellent point.
Well, thanks for listening, and I hope that something we said here today was able to inspire you to be a better you. You can follow us on Instagram at be a better you mw and you can also email us at be a better you mw at gmail.com for any questions you may want answered on the show well that's all the time we have right now tune in next time to be, be a, a better, better you, you. bye bye bye